the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know the thing. Well, this thing is AM 980, The Mission, and this is Lee Michaels Live here on the Twin Cities Christian Voice. You know, you miss any portion of the program, you can find the podcast at am980themission.com. With me in studio is Mr. Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio on our sister station, Freedom 1570, weekdays from 11 a.m. to noon. LikeItMattersRadio.com is uh, his website, uh, information on his leadership awakening classes. That's what he's in town to do this weekend and uh, really helping people, uh, you know, take take the junk out and put the good in, hey, Scott. Man, that's it. You got to squeeze <laughs> out the old. It's the sponge, you know. I don't know about you, but we I grew up poor, and so we didn't replace things unless we had to replace them. And so we'd get a dirty sponge. Yeah. You know, turn on the water full blast, stick it under, squeeze it, stick it under, and then after about five <laughs> or six out. times. And now now we know the germs. We were spreading all <laughs> those germs everywhere, but we still did it, right? Yeah, and that's what you're doing. You help people squeeze out all that junk yeah. that's in them. Yeah. Uh, it really makes you know uh, it makes a difference. It makes for a better leader, a husband, wife, uh, so on and so forth. But when it comes to, we were talking about, you know, just the division and where we're at in this country and the animosity and uh, the, the butting heads and stuff. And we know as Christians, we, we, we need to be engaged. We can have an influence for that. And I want to focus on, uh, encouragement, because what can we do? What's some practical things? I mean, you mentioned it last segment that, you know, we need to be going to Scripture. Uh, but sometimes, even in the heat of some of those things, that isn't the first thing that pops into yeah. people's minds. So do you have things to help with encouragement, to, to, to provide that hope for people? Yeah. And, you know, I love the word. I love words. You know that. I'm an etymologist by trade. And the, the word encourage is to put courage into someone. That's actually what the word means. You're actually placing courage in somebody. And, you know, that's why it's called the gospel. The gospel is called the good news. Uh, 50 to 60 million Americans struggle with depression, and depression can be broken down to helpless and hopeless. Yeah. I mean, now, that, yeah. those numbers seem... Did we just not recognize it? Do you think those numbers have been the same throughout time, or are we literally seeing a huge increase in that? I think we're seeing an increase. I mean, I can't answer that in all honesty with data, but I believe because what happens is what we're able to see now. See, with the Internet and all that, we're able to experience things that we could have only imagined before. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think the human brain was able to. Remember, Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. And our first introduction to God is as creator. And then 25 verses later, it says, let us make man in our image under our likeness. Uh, we're made in the God class. So yeah. to think is to create. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you committed yeah. adultery with her already in your heart. I mean, God tells us what we do in our heads really, really, really important. And, and, and you know, in this day and age, I mean, again, in this country, most people have it pretty well. Yeah. Most people have never really suffered anything like the Great Depression, Mm-mm. where there were real, real struggles. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of us have had a pretty cushy life, even though we think 
Yeah. It hasn't been. And anybody who's done ministry or done overseas yeah. and seen how most of the other world lives in places like Haiti and Guatemala uh, yeah. and Nicaragua and places have been, it's uh, completely different. So when it comes to that, you know, you still see some of those things, but that's someplace else. But we still personally think we have issues. So where do we continue to go? What are some trips to help us with that encouragement or to help provide that hope? Well, that's the key. Hope. Uh, we, we've got to be hope pellers. I truly believe the number one commodity of a leader is hope. And if you were to Google through the Bible how many times hope pops up there, I mean, we serve a God of hope. Yeah. And so God knows. I mean, that's why he walked in our shoes, and so he has the ultimate empathy. And so the key is to, it needs to be a focus. You know, we are, we are focused creatures. We move in the direction of, that we're looking, and we look in the direction of our movement. Uh, there's something in the unconscious brain called the reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. It's a four-inch stem. It is the brain's focal center. And whatever you set it to, you see more often. You see that stuff. When Val was pregnant, we weren't planning on having kids, you know, and I'd already had kids from a previous marriage. And so Val got pregnant, and she saw pregnant women everywhere. She said, yeah. I can't believe how many people are pregnant this time. Now, I ch- laughed. Because I, it wasn't the end of World War II. I don't think there was more people right. pregnant. But what happened was because her mind was co- focused on being with child, having a baby, now her RAS, everywhere there's pregnant people or little babies, she was so drawn to it. And that's what we got to do. If we got to set hope on our GPS. Mm-hmm. We've got to set encouragement on our GPS because, again, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. We move the way we're looking, and we look the way we're moving. And so we got to start focusing more on hope. What is hope? Do you have the Word of God? Can you give someone a good word today? When someone's having a bad day, can you give them a word of encouragement? I mean, it's got to actually be a focus. you actually got to put it in front of your eyes. You got And that's why we start the day. Uh, on our knees. You know, I went to Promise Keepers. You and I are probably close to the same, oh, yeah. same yep, age. Yep. We Remember are Promise like exactly yeah. the same age. Okay, so yeah. And so I went years ago, and this guy, one of the pastors said, the best thing I ever did for my Christian walk is that I put my shoes under my bed. I'm like, what would that have to do with your Christian walk? Right. He said, every morning I had to get on my knees to get my shoes out, and every night I had to get on my knees to put my shoes under the bed. Uh, just a, a great reminder to do yeah. that, to be be involved in prayer. Uh, again, Scott Black joining us from Like It Matters Radio. What, y- y- the other thing that a lot of us who are parents are concerned about is, you know, uh, instilling those and in encouraging and being hopeful for our children. Because again, we were just talking about that depression on the rise, yep. uh, anxiety on the rise, all that, the, uh, you know, our kids grew up yep. in, in a media driven era. And that's a very tough thing because it was something completely opposite of what you and I had. We yep. to, you know, we're the, you know, we see the memes all the time, you know, yep. playing outside uh, as opposed to yep. this video culture of kids. Now, again, not that they're all those things are a hundred percent bad, but yep. what, what you do with it, but there has to be a balance. So how do we help encourage and be hopeful to our kids? Well, and you got to go back to words and I, I know it sounds weird, but love, we say love all the time. I love my kids. I love my God. I love chocolate ice cream. I love pudding. I love the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know, but those are all different words, you know. And so we have a tendency to not know what words mean. And so I'm going to suggest the answer is love. And here's what I mean. Love is a verb. Mm-hmm. See, John three sixteen, the most famous verse in the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he did something about it. For you so love your wife, you do something about it. For some so love their country, they do something about it. It's it's active. It's a verb. For God, the greatest form of love was God dying on the cross. Right. You know, no greater love than to lay down your life. Don't you hear? It's a verb. It's doing. So it's not just feeling towards your kids. It's doing. It's putting a good word out there. It's when they make a mistake, use it as a teaching opportunity. You know, we've all heard the the 
backhanded insult, you know, where we kind of insult someone backhanded. But what about a backhanded buildup? Let me give you a quick example. Let's say my son Christian lies to me. So instead of calling him a liar, you got to be careful what you attach to your identity because you act as if. What I do is I say, Christian, you lied to me. That's not acceptable. You're better than that. Right. You see what I'm doing? I'm doing backhanded buildup. I'm building his character. I'm speaking into his life. I'm walking into his life. I'm giving him examples. Uh, and then when he does make a mistake, we sit down, we talk about it. Yeah. So why was that wrong? What could you do different? See, that's what love is. Love is a verb. It takes time. And we're so busy. Remember, the devil can't make you bad. He'll make you busy. And so we get so wrapped up in our 18 channels of ESPN, all these sporting events, all this stuff. We need to slow things down and then start pouring into people. And that's the verb. That, that's so important. And that's the one thing I like about, uh, you know, when you look at the Greek and things like that, because there's there's eros, there's agape, there's... You actually see some of these different yep. forms of love, like you're saying. Yep. You, you know, you love chocolate ice cream. Yep. I love chocolate chip cookies. Yep. I don't love them in the same way I love my wife, yeah, or God, or my daughter, yeah, or my savior. Yep. And so, yet we use the word interchangeable. Yep, absolutely. Know? And that's where we just have to, you know, be very uh, aware of that. And that's that type of hope and encouragement that you know. Sometimes you need you need to make notes to have reminders because yeah. for a lot of us that's not the first thing we nope. go to. Nope. And uh, how many of us have been told by parents or somebody we love, you know, that we're no good or yeah. we're worthless or something, and that sticks. And we play it over and I, over and over and yep. over for forty, fifty, sixty years. Yep. And that's a tough thing to break. And that's why your leadership awakening yep. classes you you know help people break yep. that cycle. It's not only building up certain things, but it's also knowing what to get rid of. A lot of us are like, you know, when you put a boat in the water for a long time, you got to bring it out to scrape the hole because stuff Mm -hmm. attached to it. We have a lot of stuff that the devil wants to attach to us, the world wants to attach to us, that keeps us from being the children of God that he's called us to be. And so my training is a little bit of deliverance work. We scrape the hole. We clean up some things that are holding (laughs) us back, you know. (laughs) And that's so important. I think people can really be be encouraged and find that hope. And I love the phrase you use about being hope peddlers uh, in in a a society that sometimes is very pessimistic uh, in, in times when uh, we see no hope because, you know, half this country thinks this is the worst the country's yeah. ever been. Half think it's the best. Yeah. Half thinks if somebody, whoever wins this next election, it'll either continue to get worse <laughs> or it'll be the worst thing ever because we'll be in full-blown socialism. Yep. Um, and it's hard. And this there's relationships. People, you know, not wanting to speak together. I mean, that's I the, the scariest thing to me about all of this are the people that uh, it goes back to, you know, Ellen DeGeneres getting oh, flack yeah. Yeah. because, <laughs> you know, she's sitting with uh, former President Bush. Yeah, oh and and I'm thinking, when when did it yeah. when did this happen that you can't be friends with somebody or even have a conversation with somebody that doesn't think the same as you? That is the scariest yeah. thing ever. And it was about September 2016, just so you know, when, look, oh, my gosh, Trump can't win. He can't win. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it started happening. You, they basically disowned, and nothing he does now uh, is positive. So anything he does is negative, and anybody supports him is bad. And yeah. it's starting to become this blanket belief system that is really hurting our relationships in our country. Yeah, it's really going to make a difference, because I, I've said that. I remember one time uh, somebody made a comment. They'd posted something. And uh, I, I, a list of things that conservatives and Christians were. And I said, I pulled the list and I said, do you think this is me? You've yeah. known me for, it was a family member. I mean, you've oh, wow. known me my entire life. Wow. Is this who you think I am? <laughs> and if this is, yeah. then you obviously don't know me. We got more problems than yeah. that. <laughs> but, and they're like, oh, and, and they, they stopped doing it because it was a knee-jerk reaction. Yep. 
and it sheds some light into it. I'm like, because that's not who nope. I am. But yeah, they want to brand you that way. And that's but they they do it and that's the power, you know, the memes yeah. and all this stuff. We have to go out there and we have to be very intentional. And that's we need to be we have intentional. to be intentional. Yeah. We have to have intellectual honesty and we need to really be showing the love of Christ. And it's something you do on your program every day, yep. Scott. And it's okay to say I made a mistake, you know. I, I got down on my knee and apologized to my daughter for some past choices I made. Uh, and man, too many people forget that it's okay to say I messed up. Yeah, Will absolutely. You forgive me. It's one of those things. Yep. And that's uh, as Scott. I know you're going to have a a great class at your Leadership Awakening this weekend. If people want more information, likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and also tune into the radio show, our sister station, Freedom fifteen seventy weekdays from eleven to noon. Uh, you can go to freedom fifteen seventy dot com or download the mobile app if you want to. If you're on the go or something like that. So Scott, blessings to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Glad to be here, Lee. You got it. There you go, Mr. Scott Black from Like It Matters Radio. Stay tuned. Uh, Coming up, more Lee Michaels Live here on the Twin Cities Christian Voice, AM 980 The Mission.